Hi y'all, welcome to Windshield Time. It's Day and Ari. What up y'all? It is Wednesday <laughs> night around, what time is it? 9.48 p.m. approximately. April 29. April 29, Wednesday. And so uh, continuing to follow through on getting our shows taped on Wednesday nights every week for publication on Fridays. And so uh, welcome back and thanks for tuning in again. This is COVID-19 pandemic show number six. Yeah, six weeks since the lockdown, the shutdown, all this craziness. I haven't even checked the uh, numbers on the pandemic. But I think we should have crossed three million cases by now. I think it has, but... According to the exponential growth that you and I were talking about in previous shows, yeah. we were looking for sometime in the first half of May, looking at about 15 million cases worldwide. 15 million? Yeah, because we hit one and a half million right. in the middle of April. We ha- actually hit one and a half million early in April. And so if you do the 10x basically every month, then that put us at 15 million. But we're just now, you know, well, like we said, it's April 29th. And so if it's at 3 million, then there's a chance we could come in way under 15 million cases in the first half of May. Oh, thank God. It would be a tragedy if we went up to 15 million in another two weeks. Yeah, because then there would be correlated deaths, uh, you know, related to 15 million cases. The other big news topic right now is uh, everyone, politicians, regulators, business leaders are trying to figure out when people are going to be going back to work and how offices and uh, places of work are going to phase in the, uh, you know, bringing people back in to work. Yeah, I think it depends on where in the spectrum you lay as a in the world of politics. So I think the... Uh... The conservatives, the more conservative you are, I think you are leaning more towards getting back to work as early as May and June. I think June is where people are at right now on the early side. And then the more left you go in terms of being a progressive or liberal, the more conservative you are on when we're going to go back to work. So heading towards September, October, and when you're way more left, the worst one I've heard is uh, October 2021. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> 18 months from now really focused on the vaccine so we've been talking about this at uh, my work my day job internet infrastructure and uh, uh, i'm doing sales in that now but basically my opinion is that this time is proving to really really figure out if you're an introvert or an extrovert <laughs> And there are people who I know really well who I never thought that I would hear them say that they love working at home alone all day long <laughs> have said that. And even I've struggled with it in the past. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is the time when you figure out what you are <laughs> in a very, very drastic way. Well, I'm only two and a half weeks in on the whole working from home from a job. But so far, I love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of benefits, but the isolation that a lot of people are in, especially if they live alone, it can be really, really um, unhappy making and uh, destabilizing to psychology and emotions. Yeah, we're lucky we get a lot of hugs from the little ones and each other. Yeah, lucky's one word. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So to kind of jump into the topics here a little bit, um, we'll go ahead and say thanks to the WTIA sponsoring us for the podcast here. And uh, we're continuing to see a lot of good stuff out of the WTIA for quality information regarding the pandemic. And so thanks to them. Yes, thanks to the Washington Technology Industry Association, representing over 1,100 technology companies in the Pacific Northwest. It's the largest technology industry association in the United States, and it creates one collective voice for interfacing with politicians, regulators, investors, innovators, and the like. Um, But definitely check out the website. They have some really good information around COVID-19, getting back to work. A webinar series, um, it's not even really a webinar, it's more like a a roundtable, is kicking off tomorrow on Thursday. So definitely check it out. I think it starts at 4 p.m. Pacific. It's open to anybody. Yeah, anybody can register. If you want the link or need information on it, just ping me. Area in Seattle. Oh, wait. We're not publishing this. We're publishing this on Friday. But it's going to be every week. So on Thursdays. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, just ping me or a day or um, check out the show notes. Luggage Donkey on Twitter and Area in Seattle on Twitter. All right. Anything else? Or the at WTIA on Twitter as well. Oh, is that the handle? Mm Mm-hmm. Four letters? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, and so that kind of brings us into a topic that is uh, kind of interesting. So uh, I got pinged from somebody on Twitter. I have no idea who they are. Um, there's somebody in Seattle, and they were asking a lot of questions about you know if you happen to have bought Bitcoin down when it was down to the lows in the last several weeks, it was down to five you know around five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand dollars. And suddenly last night, as I was going to bed, it crested into $8,000 per Bitcoin. And then tonight around 9 o'clock, so it's around 9.50 right now p.m., around 9 o'clock, it started bumping into 9K. And then I checked a little while afterwards, and then all of a sudden it was (gasps) $9,200 of Bitcoin. Wow. And so it's demonstrating its extreme volatility once again. But in the good direction right now for those that are experiencing <laughs> the volatility, it going up. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing but volatility and excitement when it comes to the price action on Bitcoin. So the question was really interesting. They were looking for uh, just uh, guidance, information. You know, we don't give financial. Do we give financial advice? We do not give financial <laughs> advice at we all. We do not give financial advice. But, you know, uh, you know, you can't help but talk about... You know, if there's talk all the time about buying Bitcoin, then on the other side of that, then there's going to be talk about selling it or profiting. And then so it brings up a whole slew of questions and thought and analysis and just uh, trying to take in as many data points as possible about what to do if you're sitting on a big windfall. There's a lot of a lot of opinions. I mean, ultimately, you have to make your own decision and do it based on what you're comfortable with and the, you know, the risk that you're willing to take on. I'm very risk averse. So I, if I, if there's any gains, I'd be like, sell, sell, take the gains and call it good. Like <laughs> Rest in peace. Like you're beyond meat. Beyond meat. I did great <laughs> buying at a 85 and selling around 200. Hallelujah. Don't, don't uh, hurt yourself patting yourself on the back too hard <laughs> there. But it was a good trade. Yes. Thank it was you. a good trade. Thank you. Not an investment, but it was a good trade. 
so yeah, I mean, just like Harry said, it's an extremely personal decision. Uh, no one is in the same position that you are when it comes to the daily life demands of, I don't know, paying rent, buying food, buying gas for your car. Saving for tomorrow saving, or a rainy day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you talk to some Bitcoiners, really hardcore people, they basically say never sell your Bitcoin. Uh, there's a lot more uh, reasonable talk sometimes from people who are even hardcore Bitcoiners, like really, really well-known Bitcoiners like Andreas Antonopoulos. And, you know, there's a lot of talk that goes around about how when Bitcoin is down, you know, into the $4,000 range in the last couple of years that apparently he still had to sell Bitcoin in order to make ends meet uh, because that was his kind of only source of assets and income. Uh, but... You know, he certainly probably didn't want to sell it at that time, but it's it's kind of it's known as a forced sell or a you know if you're trading, it's a forced liquidation, mm -hmm. and it it just makes it really painful if you've been hanging on for a long time and you know looking for a big you know jump up, but uh, you know you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, and. You know, I, I think that over my course, the course of my last, you know, four plus years here, delving into the world of Bitcoin and crypto and blockchains and digital assets and, and everything, uh, what you really got to do is take uh, personal responsibility and, and ownership of the situation. And, you know, at the same time, you got to take in as much data as you can about what's going on in the world. But it really is a very, very personal decision that you have to kind of figure out on your own. Not kind of figure out. You have to figure it out on your own. That's the way you take personal sovereignty of your money and your assets and your future when you're able to take in the data, take in the information, and then take action on it on your own. And ideally, you know, don't trade more than you can afford to lose. So that's, you yes, know, hopefully, thank you. Hopefully it's not, you know, pertinent and necessary for you to live and eat but if it is you know even more reason why you should make your own personal decisions on that i mean there's some people who like to talk about bitcoin as being the quiet rebellion over the monetary system yeah. the federal reserve it's a very ph philosophical kind of a political statement that they're saying when they say it's a quiet rebellion I happened to randomly play a song on my uh, ipod um that was uh the the main theme song to Les Miserables, you know, oh. can you hear the people sing? Da, da, da. It's kind of relevant to today. It's very relevant. Oh it was a French gosh. revolution. It was, it was a revolution within France, you know, against the aristocrats who were taking all the money and keeping all the people peasants and poor and, 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 and all that. And that's like that could happen here in America. History rhymes. Which is why they are handing out stimulus checks. Yep, yep. They don't want social unrest. Social unrest would be extremely undesirable in the situation that people can't get food and pay their rent and, and forced into very, very difficult situations. But anyway, again, we don't get financial advice. You know, uh, loved hearing from the, uh, this person. Uh, so please reach out again at Arian Seattle and at Luggage Donkey on Twitter. Yeah, I just read the notes. It was awesome. I think it made her day today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, let's jump into some Satoshi math here. 
Yeah, so the price of Bitcoin is now at 9,181 US dollars. And so to calculate the number of Satoshis, which is the smallest denomination of Bitcoin, there are 100 million Satoshis in one Bitcoin, just as there are 100 cents. C-E-N-T-S in one US dollar. So to figure out the number of Satoshis that are in one US dollar, what you do is take one dollar and then you divide it by eight decimal places out the num uh, the price of Bitcoin. So you go point zero 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 nine one eight one and when you divide it you get drum roll ten thousand nine hundred uh, 10,892 sats, or approximately 10,900 sats per dirty US fiat dollar. And so we created a webpage on our website, windchilltime.studio. Is it windchilltime.studio? I think it's windchilltime.studio. Is it windchilltimestudio.com? I think it's windchilltimestudio.com. No? You sure? Okay. Windchilltime.studio. You sure? positive can we check it all right all right always right it is www.windchilltime.studio so if you happen to actually do a uh, search using your favorite search engine on hashtag satoshi math all one word uh, we are actually the first hit. I've, I check every once in a while. Um, and so that is a web page where you can actually put in the number of uh, dollars and then it'll kick out based on the price of Bitcoin that you put in there, how many Satoshis per US dollar you get. Woohoo! Awesome. Oh, and by the way, yes, five at $5,000 per Bitcoin, you get about 20,000 sats. We're close to $10,000 per Bitcoin which is the benchmark 10,000 sats per $1. All right. Hey, so now that we're talking about Bitcoin and stuff like that, I was uh, flipping through my LinkedIn feed just as uh, the lentil was going to sleep, and I saw that Caitlin Long was really excited about Plan B. and was talking about his stock-to-flow model, and I know a lot of people in Bitcoin talk about this, but I also know that Recently, especially in the past year, there have been a lot of these really top name traders that have kind of blown up and had their covers blown. So I wanted to ask you, is plan B for real? Has he been uncovered as having, you know, like fake some charts or something like that? Or like what's going on with plan B? Because Caitlin Long, I mean, she's pretty legitimate. And then I'm like, wow, she's talking about plan B. This seems like such a very crypto bro thing to be talking about plan B. I haven't really looked into looked into it. And then I know like there are the contrarians and those that look at plan B and say his his model totally doesn't work. I'm and even locally, I think uh Strix Leviathan, they're a little bit skeptical of plan B and so I don't know, I don't really I'm not this isn't my thing, so is he real? Has he been uncovered as being, you know, a scammer or like, is he legit? Uh, so this person known as Plan B, mm -hmm. uh, his Twitter handle is uh, 100 trillion USD. And this is the guy who I got the idea of buying all those uh, Zimbabwe billion dollar, trillion dollar notes from to you know, give us a gift to our podcast guests. Yep, giving them billions of dollars. We make them dollars. billionaires by coming on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So this person is real. 
this person, male, um, he's not American. He's Dutch. He's actually been on several podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so it's not as much that this person is trying to stay completely anonymous. They are basically a public figure. He has 92,000 followers on Twitter. Decent. A lot of people like what he has to say. He has three articles now on Medium. Mm -hmm. And the first article was the big one that was a big hit. And it it goes over the stock-to-flow model of uh, how to price Bitcoin based on the amount of Bitcoin that's out there in the world and the amount of future Bitcoin will be in the world. It borrows from the world of gold. Mm -hmm. And so uh, through all this time, I think the very credible way that he comes across is that he says, tell me what's wrong with the model. Tell me what's wrong. Like every little bit. Let's, let's get into it. Like tell me where I've made my mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. Very, very open to being disproved about the model. So he's been fine-tuning the model, crowdsourcing, you know, criticisms and feedback from the crowd, okay? Yes. And so, yeah, through all this time, uh, very credible. But, you know, even he himself will say it's a model. And so a model is only as good as the when the model works. <laughs> When the model doesn't work anymore, then the model is not as valuable. <laughs> so then I guess people are watching the model with a having coming up to see, like, does his model work? And does his model's predictions with a having come, th- come true? Um, yeah, so yeah. we're looking at, you know, by the end of 2021, roughly, because the halving is coming up in less than two weeks, we're looking at Bitcoin being somewhere around $100,000 of Bitcoin. And what? So, Not right now. I mean, like, isn't, doesn't Anthony no, call that's me the next. No, that's the next uh, mark. So it is goes it like up by or? orders of 10. One, uh, so it was like one cent, yeah. then $1, $10, $100, thousand, ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been bouncing around between, you know, one and ten. Four thousand and twenty thousand now. So the next mark is hundred thousand dollars of Bitcoin. But at the end of twenty twenty one is what Anthony Pomp. So Pomp is saying hundred K as well by yeah. the end of twenty twenty one. And Plan B is also saying that too. Well Plan B is saying that the model says the stock to flow ratio model yeah. says Bitcoin should be at a hundred K sometime around the, the next having which is have happening in the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. People just got to read for themselves and decide for themselves. But yeah, it does sound crazy. It sounds so crazy because like, that's so crazy. But I mean, Bitcoin and this crypto world so crazy. So it's it possible. Is. It's possible. Totally possible. I don't know. I mean, it's almost 10 right now. And I'd be like, that's it. I'm good. I'm good. It could go to zero. It could go to zero, too. Bitcoin could go to zero. Take- Oil went to... We talked about that. Oil, Oil went, went to, to zero. Z- they went negative. And went negative. Exactly. So Because it- of the way that the mechanisms work around receiving receiving physical crude oil, the way that the, the markets work out, the, the numbers, yeah. you, you basically had to pay someone to take the crude oil contract off of your hands. If I had... So just to do easy math, if I had two Bitcoin... And I bought it at five k. I take one of those bitcoins and sell it now, and then hold on to the other one bitcoin as. That's your personal choice. Yeah, I don't know. It just it seems really <laughs> risky. Anyway, uh, hey, and uh, so bringing up the having does bring up a very fun topic. Uh, having mullet, my mullet is looking amazing. 
As long as I don't see it, you look amazing. <laughs> When you turn your head, I, I cringe a little. So I did a uh, little uh, Zoom video with Matt Case, and I got to finish editing it tonight. But uh, yeah, um, I'll be showing the world the the mullet in movement in action in the little uh, video that I'm planning to put out here that I do with Matt Case. So shout out Matt Case uh, at Matthew Ryan Case on Twitter. He's a DJ at uh, iHeartRadio, so you can hear him during the daytime spinning tunes, just like. Dr. Johnny Fever of WKRP in Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, and I also have a Twitter handle called at having mullet, H-A-L-V-I-N-G, mullet, <laughs> to track the progress in, uh, in photos. So what are you going to do after the having? You're going to cut your hair? Woohoo! Two mm, more weeks, we're going to cut your hair. I don't know. We're totally cutting your we're hair. We're going to see what happens. In two weeks. We're going to see what happens. I have mermaid hair. <laughs> you can cut my mermaid hair. It's very pretty. Thank you. All right, so that takes us to the end of the uh, another show, pandemic show number six, April 29th, around now it's around 10 p.m. And uh, we'll check the price of Bitcoin really quick here. It's around. It's 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 holding steady at above ninety two hundred dollars per Bitcoin. I mean, at this rate, if it goes up a thousand dollars a day. <laughs> I mean, it's That's just, just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, so day. Yeah. I've been at my new job for two and a half weeks. When should I break the ice and come out of the closet and talk to my coworkers, new coworkers <laughs> about Bitcoin? And can I do it before the having? Oh man, it's I... like I gotta come out of the closet. Do I come out of the closet now? No, I'd say unless there's a reason to bring it up, I'd say you want to be stealth about it. You don't want to be that person i i my my opinion you do what you want but my opinion mm. is you don't want to be that person but i've been wearing a crypto related t-shirt <laughs> on the zoom calls every day and no one's mentioned anything yet yeah yeah i even wore a uh, early days long bitcoin shirt the bankers nice. and they no one said anything it's that that just proves how early days it is or it also proves maybe how focused your coworkers are on getting the job done when you get on calls <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, unless, unless it comes up, I mean, maybe people will stalk you on LinkedIn or something like that and, you know, figure out that you have a little bit of experience in the world of digital assets and Bitcoin. But yeah, my personal opinion is just, uh, you I'll know. just wear brighter Bitcoin shirts and see if anyone <laughs> notices. All right, y'all. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask, wash your hands, eat healthy, get enough sleep. You know, keep the body nice and strong. Vitamin C, wear a mask. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, don't forget to call your friends and family and let them know that you care. And uh, and then when it comes to windshield time, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Be nice, y'all. Together we rise. Bye. Bye. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to windshield time, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a non-technical, fun, informative way to learn about money, Bitcoin, blockchains, crypto, and digital assets for busy parents and working folks who are curious about these new technologies. Day, Ari, and their guests talk about these evolutionary systems of money and what they do, y'all, because what part of your life does money not touch? This podcast is not financial advice, and your reactions are your total and complete responsibility, y'all. Now, thanks again, and enjoy the show.
watching Mermaid hair at the end of this. Two, it's till we cut your hair. Oh, the heavy mullet. <laughs> heavy mullet. Okay. So we end on a funny note. Heavy mullet. We actually talked about the heavy mullet on the uh, on the show that I did with uh, mm -hmm. Matt Case too. Yeah. So you get to hair. see it. <laughs> you have sexy mermaid hair. Start. <laughs> Hi, y'all.